Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger, and I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and Then Go Save the World. My book is all about helping people love and be loved more than ever. I believe we all have a superhero of love inside of us. Yes, even you, superhero. And in this podcast, I talk to people who are all about helping us all tap into that superhero. May this episode make a difference for your heart. Let's get this party started. We are here today, people, superheroes of love with Ernie G, the man on the Inspire, Empower, Ignite train. He is all about inspiring others through comedy, and I am blessed to have known Ernie G for several years, many years now. Oh my God, many, many years. We met each other at Landmark, and I'm so happy that you took the Landmark train to inspiring others through comedy. You are so inspiring, and I just saw some posts from you the other day that were blowing me away, and I was like, oh my God, he is such a superhero of love. I have to have him on the Superhero of Love podcast. So welcome, Ernie G. Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) So I don't know how long ago it is that we met, but um, yeah, we met at Landmark. I don't know, did we meet in in a Pasadena seminar or in a Landmark seminar, like at the headquarters? I think think we met. So we're talking about, just uh, for those of you who don't know what Landmark is, it's Landmark Education. And so the first course is the forum. And I think that we met in the IELTS Leadership Program. Introduction Leadership Program. Introduction Leadership. I forgot the I. The Introduction Leadership Program. I think think we met in there, if if I'm not mistaken. And you were always inspiring to me, Ernie. And one of the most beautiful things about you is that you can be so incredibly strong, so incredibly strong. I mean, like come off as the typical strong man. And then in the very next sentence, be incredibly vulnerable and equally strong. And in the same sentence, be equally funny. Right. So you're like strong, vulnerable and funny, which is a really kind of it's kind of a rare combo. So very sexy, actually. Very sexy. It's very hot. It's a hot combo. It is strong, vulnerable and sexy. I like that. (laughs) And funny, which I think is sexy. Funny is sexy. Strong is sexy. Vulnerable is sexy. Yeah. You are all that and a bag of chips. So but you have you you are lighting the world on fire with your inspiration through comedy and you're working with kids a lot and you're working with teens a lot you're working with a lot of different you're working with every different age group obviously but let's talk about the teens right out of the gate cuz i know that that's a hot topic for you right now it is yeah so i've been doing inspirational empowerment comedy for almost 20 years now i started off as a, just a stand up comedian but my very first performance ever was in a landmark seminar 20 something years ago where i was with my friends and i was in a in a in a it was the breakdown seminar it was how to effectively deal with breakdowns and I said, man, I want to do comedy. I want to be a comedian. I, I've had this passion in my heart. And all my landmark friends are like, great. When are you going to perform? I go, no, 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 no. I'm saying I want to perform. I want to do. They're like, great. When's your first performance? I'm like, no, you guys, I'm just saying. They're like, when are you going to do it? Yes or no? Are you going to get you off your butt and do it or not? So I said, session 10 of this seminar. And my very first performance was session 10 of my breakdown seminar. I went on stage with this big black leather coat thinking I was Andrew Dice Clay. And I was horrible. But it's it started the whole ball of wax. And I, I, I quit grad school and I started doing comedy. 
And for years, doing comedy was awesome, and I loved it, and I was getting better at it. But I missed making a difference with my comedy. I wanted, I wanted my comedy to matter, not just to be jokes. And so several years ago, I, I tried to combine it. And it was really hard at first because everyone, like comedians, classic comedians were like, bro, don't be doing that live your dreams stuff, dude. Nobody wants to hear that they can live their dreams. People come to comedy shows to forget about their life. You're making them think about their life. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I stopped trying to be inspirational and I just tried to get funny and for 10 years, I was on shows with George Lopez and Gabriel Iglesias, I'm Not Fat, I'm Fluffy, and all these really well-known comics. And we kind of became, you know, like the top, I became one of the top Latino comedians in the country, but my heart was still with making a difference. And so maybe 15 years ago, I started doing this empowerment comedy. What I'm doing now is I've literally empowered and inspired hundreds of thousands of students all over the country as the, I was the national spokesperson for the Hispanic College Fund, I worked with the Hispanic Scholarship Fund, the Hispanic uh, Leadership Institute, all kinds of amazing organizations that are committed to empowering young people. And what I've realized is that all of these orgs have a certain agenda. And so like 50% of what they do for the kids is amazing and extraordinary. And then 50% of it is like sponsor driven. Oh, let's teach them how to balance their checkbooks. Oh, let's do uh, financial literacy oh we need to teach them about these things and in my heart i'm like those kids don't need that as much as they need self-empowerment they need to fall back in love with themselves they need to deal with their trauma they need to deal with the personal issues that they're dealing they can't worry about balancing or investing their money putting 10 percent away that stuff is valuable i think to college kids and, and high school kids but what's more important is how's their heart doing? Are they thinking about killing themselves? Are they thinking about hurting themselves? And so I've taken the best of all of these workshops that I've done and I put it into a one day teen empowerment day. And it's happening February, uh, March 14th, next Saturday. I did one a year ago and I just made it up. I didn't even, I didn't even get sponsors. I didn't even like, I just got 10 of my close friends who love kids most of whom have their, you know, PhD in psych or school counselors. And then I got a hundred teenagers and I, and I performed, I fed them. And then we did leadership development and mental health workshop. And that in that workshop within an hour, they're sobbing, telling each other their real stories. And <sighs> saying, my, my, I get bullied at school. My mom hits me. My dad hits me. My mom's on drugs, whatever it is. And I'm able to not, not just hear them. That's the one thing we learned at Landmark is profound listening, being able to really be in someone else's world. But then I just give them some real basic, simple techniques to let that be, to not have that trauma impact them. And the whole concept of like forgiveness, the power of forgiveness, we teach a real simple workshop that I learned at Landmark on how to forgive, how to let go of the right to resent and and for some reason, I developed such a rapport with the students and with the teens that they just trust me and they really let me guide them to this freedom. And all the students are sitting down on the floor while I'm interacting with a kid and the kid forgives their dad for beating them up or they forgive that uncle for doing that one thing they should have never done. And all these kids see that and they're like, oh my gosh. And so for two, three hours, we do this really powerful trauma intervention and then at the end of that we have a little break and then we teach the, the attitude of gratitude with the power of gratitude 
And that's only about 45 minutes because kids, they love gratitude and they jump right into that. And then we hand out journals and a kid sits down and writes a thank you letter to their mom and to their dad. And they say things they've never said to their mom. You've never told your mom how much you respect her, how much you love her, how much she means to you. Write it down. And then at six o'clock, the parents show up and the kids read their letters to their their parents. Oh my God, I just got chills. Wow. it and I, and I recorded all this stuff on film last year. I told the camera guys, do not stick a camera in a kid's face when he's crying. So they were really respectful. And from, from way back, they zoomed in and I got footage of kids sobbing. Mom, I, I'm sorry for being such a brat. And I know I never listened to you. And I, I promise I'm going to be better. I love you, mom. You're the best mom ever. I got all this amazing footage. So I want to turn this into a little package that I can send to schools and colleges all over the all over the country, and I can go deliver these workshops because they they do mental health stuff in some schools, but they don't do what we do. Like I, through Landmark, I learned the power of of, of the way a Landmark form leader listens. I've mm-hmm. learned that twenty years. I've watched them, and I'm an amazing listener now. And yeah, I'm, you are. I'm not braggadocious. It's like yeah. facts are. 12, 13, 14-year-olds do not open up to anyone unless they trust you. And these students, they trust me and they open their souls up to me. And so I feel blessed to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, and we're we're hearing so much more about um, suicide than we ever heard before. Does it feel like we're just hearing about it more or does it feel like it really is like the stakes are upped on on mental health care these days? It's both. It's both. We're, we're hearing about it more. We never used to hear about it back in the day. It was such a shunned thing. Yeah. But not only are we hearing about what's really happening, but the sad truth is, is kids, young people are, I hate to say it like this, but they're being inspired by some other kid who has the courage to take their own life. And they're, they're like, you know what? I know exactly what that guy feels like. I know exactly what it's like. And, and they're doing it. And what, wow. The, the thing that I try to Im- impress upon young people is with the computer age and having our phones and stuff, kids think that they can just reboot the program. They can just reset the program. So if they kill themselves, then uh, they'll, wake up, they'll wake up the next morning and they'll right. just start over again. Right. And they, they don't get the permanence of hurting themselves. Right. And so, you know, they're, everybody everyone is dealing with a sense of hopelessness you know with the political world the way that it is and just not there's no certainty about anything fake news and all this every adult i know is dealing with a sense of hopelessness but by the time you get to be an adult you've dealt you you've developed some coping mechanisms kids that sense of hopelessness it just doesn't seem like it's worth trying to fight through that but what we do in my workshop is I do this whole bit about who their parents are. And I always tell kids, like, well, you don't even have a mom and dad. You have a food and money machine. Mom, I need dad, I need. Mom, I need. I said, when was the last time you asked your mom how her day was? When was the last time you said to your dad, dad, tell me about your life. How was your life when you were my age? I said, I tell the kids, I go, go home and hug your dad for no reason. Just say, dad, I love you. I met this comedian. He made me realize how lucky I am. And I just want to kiss you. If you go home and hug and kiss your dad, you know what he'd say to you? What the hell did they do to you at that program? What's wrong with you? 
They screwed you all up. This is not okay because they're so not used to being adored or loved. I go, go home and hug your mom and kiss her and tell her I love you, mom. Thanks for the food in my belly. Thanks for the clothes on my back. I love you, mom. You know what your mom will say? What do you want from me? <laughs> oh, you can't have anything. Our parents are so not used to being respected and treated with that adoration and love. It would trip them out. And as I'm doing these jokes and as these kids are listening, I have kids who have great relationships with their parents. I go, who here just has an awesome relationship with their mom? And I have them share. I go, what is that like? And you see this kid go, my mom's my best friend and I love her. And we talk about everything. And you see all the other kids going, dude, I have no idea what that feels like. I don't tell yeah. my mom nothing. And so all of these different combinations of relating to our parents, it instills in everybody that's there this sense of either I'm lucky to have the mom I have or, dude, I need to go be more grateful to my mom and my dad because I'm a jerk. I don't even talk to them. And for some reason, the way we deliver it, it's, it's not threatening. It's not insulting. It's in a way where they get it and they just go, oh, my God, dude. And I always tell the kids, if you're in my seminar, if you're here today, you lead a blessed life. Yeah. That you're in a seminar about being awesome and, and living an awesome life. How did you get here? What teacher recommended you to be here? What, how? That is proof that somebody has their hands on your shoulders, whether mm-hmm. you're in God or the universe, somebody guided you to be here now. And that's something to be grateful for. And you just see their, their faces transform from like these, like, you, I'm not going to let this guy tell me nothing. <laughs> like, oh my God, I love this guy. He's like my uncle. This guy's so amazing. And, and I'm still in touch with any kid that I've ever performed for. They typically add me on Instagram or Facebook and I'm in touch with a lot of them. And it's, it's, it's just a magical way to bring the magic of transformation to people's lives. I have to say that um, I hope you expand this workshop to more than teens because, I mean, I'm so inspired that you're doing it because I wish I had that at 12, 13, or 14. But I have to say that I was like 40 when I did the forum for the first time. And my mother, when I called her, she was like, Bridget, if this is some kind of a cult, I'm going to be very, very upset with you. (laughs) So it's like, you know what I mean? When you when because we don't, none of us do at any age. Well, some people do. Some people have that kind of relationship with their parents, but it's so rare that people openly mothers and fathers and children that are openly expressing their love on a regular basis is kind of rare because it's kind of, we get lazy, right? We just kind of get like we take it, we take advantage of the love. We take advantage of the clothes and the food in our bellies and everything. So anyway, absolutely no, absolutely. Thing too, it's like so many people are like like parents that are signing their kids up for the program. They're like, can we come to? Can we come to the program? I'm like, you can come for the morning session and you can come for the closing session. But the the meat and potatoes, I really I want the kids to benefit from it. But you're right, I I do need to start. You know, I, I gotta be honest with you, Bridget. The first time I ever did the Landmark Forum, my forum leader was Jerome Downs. And I've told this story a hundred times, but I did the forum in South Central LA. I did the South Central Community Forum. And Mm. there were Crips and Bloods and and gangsters and LAPD officers and teachers in my forum. And a, a big fight almost broke out in the middle of my forum. And this little five, seven white guy that I'd never met before was able to not control, but to command the crowd and to calm everyone down. And the way that he just masterfully 
led this landmark forum, I saw myself in him. And I was like, whatever that little five, seven white man has, I want to learn that. That is so powerful to me. And so I've spent the past 20, 25 years of my life trying to become like a landmark form leader. And now I'm in a place where I'm impacting so many teen lives, but I realize that the world needs it. Adults need it. And yeah. Yeah. I really, I'm ready. I'm ready now to take that to this new level. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but I recently spoke at NASA Langley Research Center in Virginia. Yes, yes. Speak there, and and the woman who saw me speak at Virginia Tech uh, invited me to go perform at NASA, and she's like, "Do the same thing you did with the kids. Do it with the employees." And I was like, "Well, these are like the most brilliant scientists in the world, right?" And she goes, "Yes, but." they're human and they need the exact same thing that those teenagers need. And so I go and the thing about NASA scientists is to us, they're the most brilliant people in the world, but to themselves, they're just struggling and and failing every day, bumping up against these issues and problems living in this little silo, these little cubicles. And yeah, they're doing this brilliant, amazing work, but to themselves, their own experiences that like, I, I fail every day. I'm losing every day. We're not hitting our, 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 our targets and all these other brilliant people around me. We're all trying to work on this project and they feel a lot of the same angst and anxiety that all of us do. And so for me to go in there and be able to empower them and at the end of them, having them, these scientists come up to me and hugging me and saying, thank you. I wow. realized, wow, my message is needed everywhere I go. And yeah. so the, doing this teen empowerment stuff is going to be great but I really am looking forward to elevating it and, and doing it at a level where more people get to be, participate in it. It would be great if the parents could be, uh, you know, in the building next door doing their own <laughs> blast off exactly. uh, to bring Nassau back. What's your number one tip for these teens? Like if, if they walk away with one thing, what's the most important thing that you want them to walk away with that we should all also walk away with today? Yeah, I've had hundreds of thousands of teenagers and young people repeat the phrase, if it is to be, it is up to me. Mm. I, I learned that a long time ago, and I think it's, a, it's attributed to Dale Carnegie, but now there are literally thousands and thousands of kids that think that Ernie G says that. <laughs> I've, repeated it so many, I've had kids quote me like on their graduation speeches and then they'll say the if it is to be it's up to me ernie g and i feel like calling them going guys i i didn't coin that phrase i just repeated it but what what what's the magic of that phrase the magic of that phrase is that it requires everybody to take personal responsibility for their lives and the landmark forum as we know it the foundation of the landmark forum is integrity and integrity i used to think before i did the forum was doing the right thing i used to think there was a righteousness there's wrong and there's right and when you have do when you have integrity you do what's right i used to think that and then in landmark what i was taught and what i learned and it was one of the most beautiful gifts that anyone has ever given me is that integrity the true spirit of integrity is to thine own self be true as shakespeare once wrote to thine own self be true. Meaning, when you give your word, you keep your word and you respect what comes out of your own mouth because you create your life through your language, through your words. And if you honor yourself as your word and you keep that which you're creating, if you keep it high on your 
honorable gauge, magic happens around you. And there's no blaming your parents. There's no blaming the world because you are the orchestrator and the author of your own life. To thine own self be true. So if it is to be, it is up to me. If it's going to happen, it's because I say it's going to happen. And I honor that. And for some reason, teenagers love it. They <sighs> It. They don't. They they they're tired of blaming their parents and blaming the world. They they're tired of hearing people complain about all this stuff. They're like, dude, I'm gonna go make my life happen. I'm tired of everyone complaining. It's up to me. If it is to be, it is up to me. That's what everywhere I go, I'll go. I was in Japan entertaining our troops, and some uh. yeah, and some kid came up to me. Ernie G, you performed at my high school. He goes, look, he pulled out this card I gave to him seven years earlier when he was a sophomore in high school. And it said, if it is to be, it is up to me. He goes, bro, that's why I joined the military, bro, because I wanted to give back to my country. And I'm just like, everywhere I go, kids remember, if it is to be, it's up to me. That that phrase, it, it, there's just something about it. Getting up in the morning, creating your dreams, creating your life. There's no blaming anybody when you take full responsibility for your life. It's so true. That is, and I love how you talk about integrity too. I love all of that. And that those were the, that's why I still to this day, even though I don't do landmark courses anymore, I still do my power call every morning, which is Monday through Friday. I get on the phone with other landmark grads and we say the three things that we're going to do that day in areas. And I've been doing that for like 18 years and it's like, it's so awesome, but that's the extent of my landmark dipping into landmark per se, except that I live and breathe it still. But that was, I still, A, I recommend landmark landmark. I give credit to it throughout my book, even superhero of love. And I recommend it. I still believe the Landmark Forum is one of the best things that you can do because you walk out going, oh my God, nobody is responsible for, for shackling me down. Nobody's responsible for all up to me, just like what you said, but you said it way, way better than I said it. But it's, that's so awesome. And you still, I'm sure you, do you still recommend the Landmark Forum? Absolutely. The thing, here's the thing. I believe that Landmark Education and the Landmark Forum is the world's most powerful leadership effect, uh, 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 effectiveness training program. That nowhere in the world will you get a foundation for transformation in your life. Now, now there's so many different forms of transformation out there. Yeah. And there's so many programs now. Everyone's doing life coaching. Everyone's doing transformation. But if you do your research, which I've really done over 20 years, I keep trying to find out who started that program and where did that program come from? And when you do your research, it all roads lead back to Landmark <laughs> or, or the former program, the S training. Right. All of the transformation out there comes from this work. Now, am I saying it's the only thing out there now? No, there's other ways to get to the light. But here's, I want, I want to make sure I say this because I say this everywhere I go. Like for instance, I go to Agape. I love Agape. And it's yeah. one of the most beautiful spiritual centers I've ever been a part of. Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith is one of my heroes. I love him. People go to Agape, but what they've never gotten. And when you do all these other programs, but you've never done Landmark, there is a fundamental distinction that you learn at Landmark that I don't think they teach anywhere else. And I can say it right now, but people won't get it unless they actually do the program. But the concept that we are nothing, 
Mm. Except for what we say we are. Mm -hmm. Getting us down to that, you know, empty and meaningless, which I won't even talk about that much because that's, it'll mess with people's brains, but (laughs) concept, the concept that, that we are nothing except for what we say we are that to get that in your gut, to hear it is one thing and to understand it is almost impossible, but to get it in your gut creates a fundamental shift in what people think is possible for their lives. And unless you've had that, anything you learn is still icing on the mud cake. Mm-hmm. Right. The, mud, the mud cake that I am who I am, I'm this, I'm my past, I'm my history, I'm what I think I am. Unless you've felt and gotten that you are truly nothing except for what you say you are, that sense of like, my life is completely in my hands. People don't really get that. I don't think, I don't think it, they teach it anywhere else. Um, and unless you get that, everything that you're learning on some level is still hopeful, wishful thinking. I would like my life to be this great. But because we've done Landmark, we know in our gut that we are fundamentally the space, the emptiness of, of empty and meaningless. We are that zero, but not zero as the avoidance of something, but like the space that zero, that nothing is. And that from that space, we can truly create who we are. Whew, I'm getting excited just talking about it right now with you because it's such a profound like place to start your life from. And I love agape, but if you've never had the sense that you're zero, agape, transformation, leadership development skills, all I'm, I'm getting a master's in organizational leadership development from CSUN. I'm like, but did they teach you that you are nothing? Did you ever get to zero and then build upon that? If you never got there, then all that stuff that you're learning is great. But at some point, it's, it, it, you, you will fall short of what you're trying to create unless you got that you're responsible for all of it. It reminds me of even the landmark, like you never heard the word God. You never hear the word spiritual even. You never hear divine. You don't you never hear any of that words. I had some real, like that moment that you're talking about to me was that nothingness that I got the divine. I am that pure divine. And then into that, I, into that clearing, like you just said, you speak what you want to create and then you, with your integrity, you walk step by step by step to creating that which you just said you are bringing into reality, but out of the divine, right? Absolutely. Like to, to you and me, it's out of the divine, right? But it's true. Like I have been a member of many spiritual communities. And if that integrity piece is, is not there, if that I am my word piece is not there, if that I am taking responsibility, because I mean, like in spiritual communities, you find a lot. A lot of victim, you know, and uh, a lot of victimhood. I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim of God even, which people would never say I am a victim of God. They would never utter those words. And into that, it's hard to create anything because it's not the nothingness. It's the victimness in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and so I I guess the the point I want to make is there's a lot of ways to get to the light. But I just highly always recommend that people do the Landmark Forum because you will create a foundation for everything else that's possible. And uh, I just like to say 
publicly as much as I can that Landmark is the source of my transformation. And, you know, not like I'm paying homage to the source. I'm just acknowledging the fact that I wouldn't be who I am had I not done that program. And I believe everybody on this planet deserves to know that they are the orchestrator of their life. They are the ones that get to create every aspect of it. And that's just hard for some people to get, especially, you know, when you're dealing with, with what life throws at you, people don't want to take responsibility because it's a lot easier to say. Well, well, also there's the, you know, what we're talking about also is clearing away the subconscious debris. And when people have been deeply wounded, when they have been the victim of trauma, or if they've been doing drugs for a long time, or whatever it is that has thwarted them from looking at the subconscious debris under there, and like being willing to uncover that subconscious debris, because it's terrifying if you've never looked at it. And getting into the practice of looking at that stuff is a really great thing to do, which you're showing those 12, I mean, God, what a gift that is to show a 12 and a 13 and a 14 year old, that we can open up that box of subconscious debris and we can look inside and we don't have to be ashamed of it. We can look at it, we can shine light on it. And from that place, we can, we can grow and become empowered and create exactly what we want to create. Absolutely. Hallelujah, Ernie G. I know. I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this within the next uh, week and a half, but yes. March, 14th, March 14th, we're doing a big teen empowerment day and uh, we're taking a hundred teenagers and I have about 20 volunteers, most of whom are guidance counselors at high schools or PhDs or just people that love young people. And we're going to empower them through comedy. And then we're going to do a leadership workshop where they're going to tell their story. And we're going to break off into small group sessions. And, and six to eight kids, students in a small circle, are going to share their story with each other. And they're going to do it in a way that really shifts what they believe is possible. So I'm really excited about it. And I, my, my commitment is to turn this into a program that's available all over the country. Uh, and, and different school districts can, can hire us to do it. Or, I mean, my real dream is to be a Landmark Forum leader, like for young people all over the country. And not necessarily at Landmark, but to be providing this kind of work to people in a way that, that really impacts their lives. That's what, that's, I'm clear, you know, with all due respect to everybody's spiritual beliefs out there, I'm clear that God put me on the planet to empower young people. That's, I mean, that's my, that's my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm great at it and not me, Ernie, I'm great at it, but I have this wherewithal and God gave me these, this ability to, to have kids really trust me. And, you know, there's so much like the, you know, people say, Oh, Ernie, there's title four funding for you to do leadership and mental health workshops. And I don't, I'm not really sure what title four means. I know it's federal funding to empower young people with mental health, but I'm pretty sure the programs that are out there are not as effective as they can be because I've never heard of any of them. And you would think that if they were this effective, that it'd be all the rage, but it's typically led by psychologists and therapists who haven't done the work on themselves. And then they're trying to administer these mental health programs to these kids that don't relate to them and don't connect with them. And so through comedy, I've been able to open kids and um, hearts and minds and, and really get in there. So Well, I think it's because of what I opened with, which is that you are strong, you are funny, and you have that vulnerability. Like you're not afraid of being vulnerable and sharing from your heart. You don't think of a psychologist as someone who's going to stand in front of you and be vulnerable, right? And open their heart, right? Like doctors just generally, we don't, we don't think of them as opening their hearts. 
and we actually don't think of comedians as standing in front of us and opening their hearts. They, we get a window into their heart, but we don't see them open their hearts. And that's where your expertise and your what makes you unique. Don't you have like all different ages come and you know bear their souls to you? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that I think that that that's my superpower is is being. I've never been afraid to be myself, and I learned that at Landmark when I used to think it was a weakness to bear your soul to people, and then at, in front of a hundred, two hundred strangers you bear your soul and the result is that people are deeply moved and impacted by that and i learned that if i trust myself people are drawn in because people don't trust themselves and when they see someone showing the ability to be vulnerable it's magical and i try and teach that to kids and and to young people and and they they get it but there's always two or three they're like hell no i ain't gonna do that hell no am i gonna be that way and i say it's cool bro you don't have to be but watch but watch this and then other students do it and then the, that one tough kid will go can i say something now <laughs> and, then, and, then and it, I, I mean, it's weird it's like i have a lot of life to live um you know i have another I'm, i don't even think I've, I've reached halfway through my my life but it's a beautiful feeling to know that you can die peacefully knowing that your life has made a difference and i already have that i have that sense that there are hundreds and maybe thousands of kids that i've personally impacted who they believe they are and that has sent reverberations out into the world i meet people all the time ernie i don't think you you probably don't remember this but 12 years ago you spoke at my high school and now i'm married and i have kids and i teach my kids what you taught me 12 years ago and i'm like oh my god dude that's so cool yeah so to, to know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing is another gift that I try and teach the students. I try and tell them, I, because the young people are always, what are you going to be when you grow up? What are you going to be when you grow up? And they're like, I don't know. I'm afraid to say anything. I'm afraid to say it because I don't want you guys to like pressure me into having to do that. And so I always tell young people, the way you answer the question, what do I want to be when I grow up, is that you slow yourself down you close your eyes and you imagine yourself the happiest you've ever been in your life. What makes your soul sing? What has your soul sing and be celebrated? That's what you want to do with your life. And you want the rest of your life to be about that. What makes your soul sing? Mm. And you, you see their faces just go, no one ever told me that, mister. I thought I had to do this and I thought I had to do that. And I'm like, you don't got to do nothing. You got to, res- the only thing you got to do is listen to yourself. Listen to your soul, to your heart. What makes your soul sing? Go do that. Mm-hmm. There's a, a great quote about, you know, uh, stop trying to change the world. Figure out what makes your soul sing and go do that. The world needs people whose souls are on fire. Yes. Yes. I'm getting excited listening to me talk right now. (laughs) Amazing. Well, Ernie, you can sign up for your workshop next Saturday. (laughs) Just make sure you listen to yourself. (laughs) So, ErnieG.com, right? Is that where they go to find out about the workshop? 
yeah, earnergy.com. Event, you can go to Eventbrite uh, also and type in teens. That's where that's where the tickets are. And if you want to donate, we're having people sponsor a teen because there's a lot of teens that are doing it for free. I'm I'm having about half of them pay because half of them are like teens of my friends who can afford it. And mm-hmm. all the money goes into the organization to do these programs over and over again. I'm not getting paid to to do this. It's really just to be able to keep this program alive. And then half the kids I'm bringing in from the Boys and Girls Club and from some local schools. Um, and really, I, I want to provide this service for 100% free. And the, way, the only way we can do that is with sponsors. So it costs 50 bucks to sponsor a kid. If you want to sponsor two kids, 100 bucks, And uh, they can do it at eventbrite.com. And we can use all the love and support. We can Sweet. Get. And what city is it going to be in? It's going to be at, in Norwalk, California, because one of the things I teach is when you surrender, the universe conspires to support your commitment. And the way that the first one happened was I'm in this amazing movie called We Rise Up. Oh, uh, yes. Tell us about that. Right. We're going to talk about We Rise Up. But let me tell yes. you the whole story is that We Rise Up is this amazing documentary film featuring the world's leading experts in the fields of leadership and, and social entrepreneurship. Tony Robbins is in this movie. Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith from Agape. The founder of Whole Foods Supermarkets, John Mackey. All these social entrepreneurs, like uh, the guy who started uh, 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 PayPal, the guy who invented Tom Shoes, Blake McCloskey. All of these amazing social entrepreneurs and leadership gurus sharing how they're rising up. So I got asked to be in this movie. And I'm like, what? Why me? And the executive producers were like, because you speak to hundreds of thousands of college and high school students and we want to have them see this movie. I go, great. So we're on our way to Sedona, Arizona for this Illuminate Film Festival, which is like the Sundance Film Festival for transformational films. We screened the movie. It was amazing. On the way back, I'm like, I want to do a teen empowerment day. I want kids to have this message. I need young people to hear this message. As I'm driving from Sedona back to LA, I get a random phone call from a woman that says, Ernie, do you remember me? My name is Martha De La Torre. I'm with the Alumni Association at Loyola Marymount where you graduated and you spoke at our scholarship gala. And I thought to myself, I want my nephews to do his program. So do you remember me? And I go, I really don't, but I kind of remember being at that program. She goes, well, listen, my nephew's graduated from high school. I want him to do your next seminar. When is it? And I'm like, funny you should say that because I'm creating a seminar. I, I, I've never actually produced my own seminars. I do it for schools, but I've never done my own. She goes, where are you doing it? And I go, I just am thinking about where, and I need a venue. She says, Ernie, I own the number one Spanish language newspaper in Los Angeles, El Clasificado. I go, oh, Marta de la Torre, the owner of El Clasificado. Yes, I know you. And she goes, come do it. We just did a multi-million dollar renovation of my headquarters. Come do it at my facility. I'm like, what? I drive straight to her facility, state-of-the-art, beautiful newspaper headquarters. They have a big theater where we had it for the kids. Then they had little breakout rooms. And, and she gave me the venue for free. And, and that's where the first one was last year. So we're doing it again at El Clasificado headquarters in Norwalk. And the reason is because just that synergy that the owner is an old LMU friend and she wanted her kid, her nephew to see me. And so that's why we're doing it again. Cause she loves me. And, and the, the, the employees of this newspaper sent their teenagers. So about 10 teenagers came and the employees were blown away because these are people that are just hardworking everyday American people. They're, they're not into transformation. They're not, they're mm-hmm. spiritual. They go to Catholic church and just, you mm-hmm. know, 
when they saw their kids acknowledging their parents in front of a hundred strangers saying, mom, I love you. You're the best mom in the world. It just like the whole building was shook. And now, you know, they want me to do one there, you know, once a month if I can, you know, so. Wow. And so getting back to the movie, um, we rise up is this, I believe it's the most powerful transformational film ever made. And I've seen all of them. I saw The Secret, What the Bleep Do We Know, Heal, Forks Over Knives. I mean, any movie that comes out that elevates people's vibration, I've watched it several times, most of those movies. And they're all amazing and they all have amazing gifts. We, what distinguishes We Rise Up is that it does have all of these amazing globally recognized experts talking about rising up. But the element that it adds is that there's people like me in the movie, everyday people who are up to amazing things. And the movie does not give people an answer. It does not say you should be vegan or you should do this or you should live. It says, what are you going to do? Who are you in this world? And it leaves people. There's this, the, the way that the movie wraps up at the beginning, it's all inspirational and all these people doing this. And then something happens at the end of the movie where people, you are left with an opening in your, in your heart, in your soul going, oh my God, I need to rise up. I get to rise up. Who am I in the world? And, and it says in the movie, it's not about creating this globally iconic project that 20 million people get involved with. Sometimes rising up means being the best parent that you can be to your kid right here, right now, loving the people that are around you being the best employee at work, doing that one recycling project that you haven't done or volunteering more hours with your kids, girl sticker out troop and taking that to the next level. Whatever it is that is your expression of rising up to make an impact on the planet, the movie We Rise Up leaves people present to an opening and an opportunity for them to rise and to shine. And then there's a website where everyone on We Rise Up can collaborate with each other organizations are doing like cross-referencing. Oh, you know those people, we know these people. And it's just going to be this hub of people like you and I, Bridget, who are up to these amazing things, really coming together to rise up together. So I'm so blessed to be a part of the movie. It just went through all the film festivals, went to Sundance and uh, Maui and Sydney, and and it won the 2020 Most Inspirational Documentary Film Award. And it's about to be released. The, the trailer just got released. You can go to we rise up. As a matter of fact, if they do this in the next like two weeks, if they go to we rise up.com and sign up for the newsletter, they get a link to watch the entire movie in the privacy of their own home before the movie gets released nationally in wow. theaters and on, on Netflix. So oh, you can fantastic. watch the whole movie. And what they're trying to do is create a community of people that have seen it. And then when it comes out in the theaters, they go, you got to see it. You got to see it. It's amazing. And so, this movie, it's really going to shift what's possible for anybody that ever sees it. So I'm wow. excited. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll put that link in the podcast notes so everybody can get there. Okay. Nice. We, we rise up.com, sign up for the newsletter, ErnieG.com. Uh, get every teen that you know to, or sponsor a kid for $50 a kid. And mm-hmm. we can sign up for updates on the ErnieG.com, too, to find out what you're up to and follow you on all your social media, right? Yeah, exactly. Ernie G. Haha is my hashtag on everything. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I just opened TikTok because kids are all about TikTok. 
Ernie G. Haha. And the other thing I just want to share real quick before we go is um, I just did my second TEDx talk. So what? I did my first yeah. TEDx talk ever. Uh, they asked the producers of We Rise Up to do a TEDx talk. And the executive producer said, call Ernie and have him do it for us since he's on our team. And I did my first TEDx talk in Orlando, Florida. It's, it hasn't gotten published yet, but it's about to be. And then before that one even got published, I got invited to do my second and my third. So I am an official TEDx speaker now. And, you know, I just, like I said, I just spoke at NASA. I spoke at St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. The gift that I give to young people is what I know God put me on the planet to do. But now that I'm doing that, what I'm getting is that I'm limiting my scope by only doing young people. The world needs inspiration. People need to remember and get that their life is in their own hands. And I've been gifted with this amazing ability to combine comedy and inspiration so that people can hear it. And then they get it, and then it becomes a part of who they are. So I know that I, I need to be speaking as many places as I can with as many people as I can. And just thank you, Bridget, for you know offering this opportunity. I've always loved who you are in the world, and you just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the, the butterfly effect of the Ernie heart is a big butterfly effect. Thank you for being a superhero of love out there in the world, Ernie, and for doing all this important work. Absolutely. And just real quick, quick shout out to you. You know, I, I had to move my mom into an assisted living facility. And when I emptied out her house of 30 years, <sighs> I, I ingested some fumes and some fungi and I got sick and I could, I never get sick because I believe sometimes getting sick is a, a, a psychosomatic thing. And I had no one to turn to and I was definitely ill and you nursed me and tried to take care <laughs> of me. And yeah. Thank you for that. I really yeah. That. Ernie went into basically a world of mold and came out all moldy. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. Good times, but you were good. You were good. You just dove into the healing and you got healed like in, in no time. You rock. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. For in that. every way. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Ernie. Thank awesome. you. Much love everyone. <laughs> so how inspiring was that? Right. And I was inspired to go over and check the link for We Rise Up, the movie, so that I could have a proper link for everybody in the podcast notes. I just clicked on it to see if it worked, and I got so inspired and just watched the whole thing. And I am so happy that I did, because I can encourage you in these final moments of this podcast to go and watch it. So go to rewiseup.com, go to ErnieG.com, and you can make a donation to support one of the kids for his workshop next weekend on March 14th by just going to Venmo, ErnieG, haha. So I hope you'll go do that too. I hope you enjoyed this superhero. And if you like the podcast, please go rate and review it, subscribe to it. Have a great day, superhero.